Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith. And today, listeners, I've got a really lovely lady. Her name is Sherry G. And she is called the CSI of self-discovery. So welcome, Sherry. Thank you for having me. Just briefly explain for the benefit of the listeners what the CSI of self-discovery is actually all about. Well, I call myself the CSI of self-discovery because I'm used to working with women who come to me during a transition in their lives. A lot of times they're wondering where they should go. They explain to me that they've lost themselves and they, they don't know when and where they lost themselves. So I actually was a law enforcement officer for 20 years. And so I am very good at investigative work. And so I use my platform, CSI Self-Discovery, to help women find themselves and to really find out things that they want to do, find out where they want to transition to, and just to help them discover more about themselves before they make transitions in life. Excellent. Love that. I love what you do as well. So what actually led you to sort of leave? Because I am actually an ex-police woman myself, although I didn't do 20 years. I did five years in my younger days. But um, what actually led you to sort of get involved in this sort of work that you're doing, you know, on the back of your previous history? Well, while, while I was a police officer, I decided to go to school in order to become a therapist because I really was not satisfied with just, you know, arresting people and not, you know, knowing what the issues were with them, what kind of things were happening with them. I wanted to be able to provide more resources for people because a lot of people who commit crimes, we know, and you know, that they may have mental health issues. They may have under things going on at home that they may need help with. And so it wasn't, it wasn't good enough for me to just arrest someone. I always wanted to be able to provide resources for people. And so I got into therapy and I really loved it. And I find myself wanting to know more about why people do things. And so that's what led me to coaching because a lot of women would come to me and talk to me about different things, relationship issues and things that are going on with them. Maybe they need to make a difficult decision and they don't know how. Sometimes they will want to find out things. So that's what kind of led me to coaching and and working with women on relationships. Excellent. Yeah, I think you're very much a people person as I am, but, you know, wanting to do more than, like you say, be on the end of um, just arresting people and and then not actually helping people address their underlying issues and problems. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, my hat goes off to you and uh, yeah we're both very aligned on, <laughs> on our yeah. path in that regard so going to the subject of do I stay or do I go um have you got any sort of I suppose case studies I, I would obviously don't expect you to give out any names but 
situations that you could give um, our listeners a handle on in terms of explaining what you do and why you do it? Well, I have a number of women that say I work, like to work with women because women, they like to communicate. And so a lot of times I find myself when I work with men, they may not communicate as much. And so mm-hmm. I just work with a lot of women, but I do work with couples as well. But a lot of women come to me and I can just give you a little scenario. Uh, a woman uh, may have come to me and say, would say something like, I want to, I am in the middle of the relationship. I don't know how to get out of the relationship. I want to get out of the relationship, but I have so much time invested and there's so many other issues and and I need to know what I need to do. Or they may come to me and say, Hey, I'm in the middle of a career change. I have, I don't feel like I could be my authentic self at work. Um, I want to go to a career that appreciates me, who, what, that values me, and I need help in transition. And so a lot of times those are the issues that come to me. Um, I have had people come to me and say, hey, um, I don't have a good relationship with my mom. Um, she didn't tell me who my dad was, and I need to find out who my real father is because she won't give me that information. And I feel like I don't know who I am. I feel like I don't know where to go from here. And, and me being a woman, I don't know, because this happened in my childhood, I don't know how to move forward. And so those are the kind of women I help. Um, but I'm gonna tell you about one particular woman that I, I got to help. I, I can't tell you the whole story, but I can tell you a little snippet. Yeah. Um, a woman came to me and said, I've been in this relationship with this fella and I've been in this relationship for a long time and actually they were married and um we he hasn't changed um he doesn't take responsibility I feel like I'm holding the relationship together I don't feel like he contributes to the relationship and I I don't like who I've become I have become this person who just supports this man and I haven't I don't give him room to be responsible. And so I don't like who I've become. And so I, I need to find a way. Do I stay in a relationship or do I get out of the relationship? And so a lot of people come to me with that predicament. I need to know if I need to, do I need to make a decision about staying or should I go? Wow. So how do you sort of unpick all that? Where do you start? So the first thing I start with is trying to find out, first of all, does the person has a, do they have a healthy relationship with themselves? I found working with couples that a lot of people come into relationships with their own personal issues, their own Mm -hmm. baggage, and they never really worked on those things. And so when they come into relationship with that baggage, they both unpack the baggage and they just have a room full of (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and so they're they're always pointing fingers you did this or you didn't do that and then but they haven't really worked on themselves and so with me working with women about self-discovery of course I need to know what have you done to have a healthy relationship with yourself 
do you have any trauma from your past? I have to go deep, dig deep down in their past. And that's where the investigative work comes in because yes. I have to really find out, is it something that happened to your, in your childhood? Did your parents have a good relationship? What kind of um, role model did you have in, in, as a relationship is concerned growing up? Mm -hmm. And do you have a healthy relationship with yourself? Do you have good self-esteem? Um, do you respect yourself? Do you carry yourself in a certain way? And just kind of trying to dig deep into that person to find out, first of all, do you have a healthy relationship with yourself? Because that may be an issue mm -hmm. before we move on into finding out why you are having a problem in your current relationship. Because I, I, I agree with you, Sherry. You know, I, I don't think anybody's to blame, but we're all responsible, aren't we? And that responsibility mm -hmm. starts with awareness. And you know, I think you're quite right in digging down into, you know, what relationship do they have with themselves first and foremost? Yes. And so then I go into, okay, you have this difficult decision to make and it's hard to kind of know where to start when making that decision. So I kind of trying to find out then how is the relationship? Are you just having a rough patch? Mm. Is this relationship toxic? Um, is there any manipulation in the relationship going on? Is someone holding the relationship hostage? Is there love, respect, and trust and affection in the relationship? So I try to then find out what kind of relationship the person is in so we know, so I know where the issues are coming from and we can move forward from there. It's like you say, you know, usually what's triggering us in a relationship isn't so much the partner as such. Quite often it is down to childhood experiences that are being triggered, isn't it? Yes. A lot of people come into relationships with their, with their own trauma, with their own personal issues, and they never work it out. And I think, you know, my platform, Discover Her, is more of about finding who you are before you get in a relationship. But that's okay. A lot of women come to me and they are already in a relationship. So it's not, it's never too late to find out who you are and what your issues were and to correct them. Um, so you can have a healthy relationship. Absolutely. And I, I, I personally have found, you know, even if I'm just working with a woman, you know, as one so, sort of side of the coin, if she works on herself, you know, feel that there is, hope for that relationship and it just needs a little bit of navigating and awareness and them taking responsibility and like you say digging down into to what is in their history that might be impacting that relationship then quite often you know on the back of the changes she makes he positively responds to that and that they they engage in a far more healthy relationship even if I'm only working with her yes and that's the second thing I find that I have to find out when when we find out what the problem is because both people have to be willing to work on the relationship and so if that's not the case then then the woman has an even more di difficult decision to make because to, both people have to be willing to work on the relationship absolutely uh, so what do you think have been the percentage that you've worked with that actually do remain in the relationship and go on to have a healthy relationship compared to those that actually make that decision, you know what, I need to get out of it. I'd say about 75% of people stay. 
Um, and then about 25% move on and, and, you know, leave the relationship. But I have to, I tell people relationship is an investment. And so you have to weigh, you know, you have time, you have emotions, you have financial things tied up into a relationship. Yeah. You may have kids together, you have property, you have different things that you have to weigh. And it may not always be where you can just make that difficult decision to leave because you may have invested too much into the relationship. Um, and so that's something we kind of weigh as well. And I say about 75% of the women decide that they have too much invested in relationship and they decide to stay. But by about 25%, I would say, move on and decide to go on with their lives. I find that the younger a woman is, the more apt she is to just move on to another relationship um, rather than stay. But I find that a lot of older women, I would say about 35 and over, mm -hmm. decide to really stay and work on the relationship. No, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's some interesting stats there, which I wasn't aware of. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So when a woman comes then and um, she's talking about what she's invested in the relationship, how do you weigh up and get her to see that, you know, um, it's either the right thing to say or, the, or the, you know, get her to come up with her own answers, I suppose, uh, or whether it's, you know, she really needs to probably be, be more aware about how this is negatively impacting her and maybe make the decision to leave. Well, the first thing I tell, tell people, I say love is not enough to keep a relationship together. Mm -mm. Um, love does not equal compa compatibility so just because you love someone doesn't mean you're going to be compatible with them it doesn't equal happiness and going back to what I was talking about loving yourself and having a healthy relationship with yourself did you come into the relationship already happy happy is an adjective it's not a verb you can't depend on someone to make you happy you have to already be happy when you come to a relationship your happiness is your responsibility so if you're looking to go into a relationship in order for someone to make you happy then you that's the first clue right there that it's probably a toxic relationship because now you're depending on that person to do something that you should be doing for yourself so we really discuss that in detail, like how happy that person is before they enter a relationship. Then we talk about tolerance. Like what is your tolerance level? What can you live with? A lot of people come to me thinking that I can change their relationship and I have mm -hmm. to let them know that you can't change a person. That person has to want to change on their own. So what you can do is change how you react to a situation or how you respond to that person. So it's all about working on yourself. Now, what can you tolerate? Can you, it, does that person go against some morals or values that you may have? Are they emotionally or physically abusive? And what have they sacrificed for the relationship? What have you sacrificed for the relationship? And so we really have to, again, dig deep and talk about what are the issues? What can you live with? Because when, we, when we're married to someone or we're in a relationship with someone, it's all about what can you put up with? What can you tolerate um, with that person? And so that's going to determine whether or not you decide to stay with the person or not. But it shouldn't be about changing a person because we have to realize that, you know, 
a person has to want to change and we can't change them. So we have to figure out our tolerance level in relationships. I agree a hundred percent. And I do feel that women, especially in my experience, um, I don't wish to sort of generalize too much or hop on too much about that, but in my experience are especially bad at um, going into relationships thinking, Oh, well, there's certain things I'm not really happy about with him, but, I'll tolerate them because I'm, I'll change him, you know. <laughs> and yes. the attitude, don't they, that they're, they're going to change him rather than inspire him for, to change himself. Rather, you know, the thing is that, like you said, it's got to be down to the individual. They've got to be inspired or motivated to change. You can't force it or try to change them because they'll resent that. Right. I, I find that a lot of the, the trouble or a lot of the issues come about when you first start dating a person. So we all should have boundaries in dating. Sometimes mm. sometimes we allow people to extend those boundaries beyond what our true boundaries are. Yeah. And so yeah. you if someone if you have different morals and values and that person ex- does something and you say, "Oh, well I'm going to let them you know, just get away with that this time, or I'm not, I'm going to overlook that. Then you have extended your boundaries. And so I find that a lot of people, when they have relationship issues, it's because when they were first started, they first started dating, they extended their boundaries again and again and again and again until there were no boundaries. And they found themselves compromising their happiness and compromising themselves in order to hold the relationship together. And so it's very important that, you know, in the beginning of a relationship that you, you establish those boundaries and you don't, you know, allow someone to keep extending themselves beyond those boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we have to take responsibility. If we do that, if we do, like you say, extend those boundaries, then we're actually condoning that other person's behavior is a message that we're sending them. And then, you know, then we're blaming them afterwards for continuing that behavior when we've not nipped it in the bud to start with, you know, by, like you say, uh, there being a consequence for that. Yes. And so I think a relationship should also, it should enhance your life. It shouldn't make your life worse than it already is. My, my dad always said something to me. He says, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you should be a better person because of that relationship. Yes. You should be better than you are. If you had a one, if you had a nickel, then you should, you should have two nickels. Now, if you, (laughs) if you have one house, then you should have two houses. Now, if you, if you were, you know, lovable before you should be even more lovable. Now you should, you should be just a better person because of a relationship. And if you find yourself in a relationship that doesn't make you a better person, then you should really be looking at making that decision about whether or not I should stay or whether or not I should go. What a wise, wonderful father you have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he is. And that is something I think that um, is, is, is quite rare, unfortunately, as well, isn't it? Having good role models as parents. Yes. I think that's very important too, because how our parents are in what we see, even little things as far as how they respond in conflict with each other mm-hmm. is, is going to determine how we are when we get into relationships. And so I think it's very important 
like I said, to dig deep and find out how did your parent, what kind of role models did you have as far as relationships are concerned and what kind of habits, whether it be bad habits or good habits, what did you pick up from them? What have you taken into your relationships now? And what can you develop on your own so that you're not carrying bad habits from childhood or childhood trauma into your current relationship? Yes. Um, it's very, very important to identify these things. It's funny because uh, I heard a story about uh, some, tw some twin brothers and one was, it was in a documentary, one was in prison, you know, it, it led a life of crime and, uh, um, you know, addictions and what have you. And the other twin brother was a very successful entrepreneur. And they was interviewing these guys and they, they were asked one question that they both gave the same answer to. Why did you end up, you know, uh, being where you are? And um, they both gave the same answer because of my, you know, because of my father. And one had followed in his father's footsteps because his father was a lifelong criminal in and out of prison and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and a bit sure, uh, you know, in his addictions. And the other one, the other one had decided because his father was like that, he wasn't going to be anything like that. <laughs> well, well, that's good. I, I think a lot of times we don't realize how many things that happen in our childhood that we re that really affect us and we take into our adulthood. Um, another thing that I always try to ask people are, are your expectations realistic? A lot of times we get into relationships and we we see the potential in people and we want to date them or marry them based on that potential but mm -hmm. what you're doing when you do that is you're you're marrying or dating that potential and potential doesn't mean that it's 100 percent positive that that person will do this or do that or be this kind of person that you want so you got to make sure that yes it's okay to find someone who has certain potential but don't get into a relationship or, or a marriage and depend upon that person to change based upon potential. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I think a lot of people do make that mistake and, um, you know, have those expectations. And then you, you, you think you're guaranteeing you're setting yourself up for a fall at some point, aren't you? Yes, yes. And I feel that sometimes, you know, that... Um, the weight of the, another person's expectations is something that does cause um, distance rather than in intimacy in relationship because a person can energetically feel the weight of your expectations, can't they? It, they can. And also it causes a lot of stress. And I've had a lot of, a lot of especially a lot of men in, in relationships tell me that that's the main issue with them is that a woman sometimes may put a heavy amount of weight on them or expectation upon them and they are afraid of failure. And so a lot of times when we're afraid of failure, the first thing we do is we fail because we, we are up under that pressure and we, we, we fold because we don't know how to deal with it. And so I think, it's important at the beginning of a relationship to talk about our expectations and make sure they're realistic and not put that much pressure on people to, to change because 
basically we do change in relationships at sometimes, but mm -hmm. pretty much what you see when you're dating someone is pretty much what you're going to get. Of course we make, we tweak things and we make little changes, but we don't make drastic changes. And so I think people should need to realize that don't go into a relationship thinking that someone's going to make a drastic change and don't put a lot of pressure on them to change because they're going to do that on their own if they want to and not as a, a command or a um, ultimatum that yeah. some people give. <laughs> That's the worst thing is to give somebody an ultimatum. Although, the, you know, some people can make big changes. I mean, I was in a relationship for over 10 years um, yeah. with my ex-partner and he was a binge drinking alcoholic, which I obviously wasn't aware of when I first got into that relationship. This has come out down the line. But within, you know, one of the things I stressed right at the beginning, and like you said, you know, have your boundaries on what you will find mm -hmm. acceptable or not, was that I wanted to live a long, healthy life. And I didn't really want to be in a relationship with a, with a man that, that was a heavy drinker, because I knew he was a heavy drinker, but I didn't realize how, you know, what his history was. Um, and his history was that he'd been, you know, abusing alcohol on and off for probably about 30 plus years. But you know what? I didn't make it about him and I didn't give him any ultimatums, but within literally uh, about five weeks of us getting together, he quit drinking alcohol and became dry and has remained dry for over 10 years now, um, you know, beyond since uh, separating. And, uh, you know, so, so, so people can make big changes, but it isn't on the back of, like you say, giving them ultimatums. It's about saying, well, you know, this is my preference about what I want from a relationship. And then it's up to them to decide whether they are going to change or be inspired to change on the back of what you've said uh, or not, isn't it? Yes, yes, giving them that free will. And then, and then they can decide, just like you can decide as well, am I going to stay or am I going to go? Am I going to make these changes or am I going to leave? And so when you do that, they, you've given your boundaries. And so you don't have to wait around to see if that person is going to change. But if they do change, then that's great. That means that they wanted to change and they, they may have cared enough to, to change because of something that you said or something you did, but it's ultimately their decision. And so you shouldn't just keep extending those boundaries. No. If, you know, if, if you want to make sure that you can have a healthy relationship with that person. Yeah. And the way I did it wasn't to say to him, I don't like your drinking and you should just quit drinking or give him any sort of ultimatum. It was just about me expressing about what I want from a relationship. And I think if you present it that way, you know, they're either inspired to, to change or, or not, because I actually did say, I can't see a relationship working out with anybody. I didn't make it about him. You know, if, if um, they're going to, you know, uh, be destructive to their health through, through drinking. So I made it general. You know, I didn't make it about him. Good for you. That, that's 100% correct. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I was so proud when he, he said he was going, you know, it made me cry when he said he was going to quit the drink. And then when I, when I sort of got, got become aware of his history, I was like, wow, my goodness, you know, I really have inspired a big change in this guy. But it wasn't, as I said, through dishing out ultimatums or pointing the finger and saying, you must do this or you must do that. Otherwise, we're over. 
It was about you know me expressing my wants about what I would like in a relationship in a general sense. And that's what is that's what relationships are all about too. It's about putting out there, communicating what you want with someone and what you're not willing to put up with, and ultimately giving them the decision to if they if they want to change or if they want to stay or if they want to go and you have the decision you can make the decision as well to stay or go yes that's exactly how it was it was literally you know um wow okay you know he's he's now made the decision that he he he, he knew that if i suppose he was aware that I would probably walk away if I didn't see that change, but I didn't force him to change. He made that decision for himself. And that's probably, you're probably the reason why he changed, but you, you put up your boundaries and you kind of stuck with it and, and it ended up being a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was quite, um, I suppose inspired by that because then I was able to teach women you know, how to present, and if they're in a similar dilemma to that, how to present what they want in a way that a guy will either be inspired to change or not. And for them to, like you say, stick to the boundaries. If they don't change, and it's not what you want in a relationship, if you're not happy, you know, that they're, you know, if they're abusing something like alcohol or whatever, cigarettes or whatever it is, uh, and it's not something you're comfortable with, then you've got to be strong enough to walk away from that relationship yourself. Yes, and walk away before you, you have everything invested. I think a lot of people don't want to walk away because they wait until they've, they've invested so much into that relationship that they feel like sometimes that they have to stay or, the, or they may be, look around at their friends and family may kind of pressure them to stay or they don't want to feel like they failed themselves or they failed the relationship and so they stay regardless of those boundaries being extended. But if you should have the courage, like you said, you were willing to just walk away if it wasn't where he respected those boundaries or your morals or values. And you have to do it early on. I think when you wait and wait and wait, you are, you know, ultimately just staying in a relationship and you keep investing in it. And so it's harder to leave once you've invested so much into a relationship. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. hundred percent. I suppose I just wanted to share that because sometimes, you know, you can inspire somebody to change, even if it is a big thing like that. Um, but you've got to be ready, like you said, in the early days or weeks to, to walk away if, if you don't like that behavior and it's not something you're comfortable with. And, um, you know, uh, if it's not, it's not, if it's not something you're comfortable with, you know, definitely see that as a red flag for yourself that you need to walk away from this relationship no matter how much you love that person because like you say it's not about um loving a relationship that makes it happy it's, that's about communication and i'm glad you were able to communicate that and and to to get him to you know communicate back to you by through action i think a lot of times we talk about things that we want to change but there's not enough action and so people sit around in, in relationships and they wait on someone some action to happen and sometimes it doesn't happen but I'm glad you and him were able to communicate that to each other and and work on that and and figure that out together so um, that's that's commendable and that is inspiring 
Yeah, thank you. And as I say, for me, that was one of the great things I'm able to share as a coach and mentor as to how to um, set your standard, if you like, set, set a boundary, you know, what, what you think is acceptable, what you think is um, tolerable in terms of your own morals, values and beliefs right at the start, you know, when you're in that relationship and then they know they know straight away they, they either you know are going to be inspired to to make the change or they're not and you, you you certainly have to be in a position where you feel strong enough within yourself that you've built a you know a great relationship with yourself that you you know if they didn't change that you'd, you'd walk away and honor yourself and honor those boundaries um because you put them in place to to fulfill your own happiness and, and that's the way you take responsibility in a relationship isn't it Yes, it definitely takes courage. I, I walked away from my husband after infidelity and I explained to him that I would not put up with infidelity. And I did forgive him the first time. And I did let him know that that was something that I would not tolerate in my relationship. And when he did it the second time, I actually didn't even put up a fight or argument and I waited until we communicated and I waited until we, we were good. I think it's a lot of people like to walk out and leave when things are in, when the, things are really heated, but I wanted to make sure that we were good and he was good and that I let him know that, Hey, I'm, I'm not keeping score of your, your wrongs. I'm not going to, you know, argue with you but I put my boundaries in place. You have shown me that you are, do, do not respect my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him, you know, to leave and I, and I filed for divorce. I got a divorce because of that. And it, it took a lot of courage because, you know, there's not a divorce really doesn't happen in my family like that. Usually when people get married in my family, they stay married. And so it, it, for me, I didn't want, to feel like I failed, but I didn't fail. I didn't fail myself. I feel like I put those boundaries in place and it was up to him to respect them and he did not. And so it took courage for me to just walk away from, from a marriage, but I wanted him to know that, and anybody to know that you have to, you know, respect that I love myself more than I love you. And so if you can't, understand that and and have respect for that then i can i can't be with you that's thank you for so much for sharing that sherry because it does take a huge 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 amount of courage to do uh what you did and and you know have that boundary in place and stick to your guns because i'm sure you know that if you still love this man you know it, it was very very difficult Yes, and believe it or not, we're still very good friends. And um, he always says that, you know, you're the one that got away. Like you, you were such a good person to me. Like I didn't treat him bad because of what he did. I, I mean, we are still really good friends. And there's a lot of, and, and these are his words, there's a lot of respect there for me now because he realized that I was not the kind of woman that was going to put up with someone, you know, mistreating me. And, and just stay in a relationship. So I think he has a lot more respect for me now, and those are his words, than, you know, even he had in the marriage. And so 
you know, looking for, I can tell people, you know, before entering other relationships, Hey, you know, if you do this, I will leave. And I can, now I can give you an example that I will leave. I was in a marriage where someone extended themselves beyond my boundaries and I did have the courage to leave. And so it gives other people that think about dating you or think about getting a relationship, something to think about in, in a, an example so they can see that you do love yourself and you do have to have a healthy relationship with yourself. You're not going to put up with someone um, disrespecting you or, you know, not, you know, respecting your morals and your values. So um, I hope, you know, that gives somebody inspiration because like I said, it, it, it took a lot of, it did take a lot of courage to do that. And, but I feel better by myself because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well done to you, Sherry. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure there's many of this, this um, that'll be um, on this podcast that'll be inspired by that. So Sherry, what, what is the best contact information that you can share for listeners that would like to get in touch with you on the, the back of this episode? Well, anybody who wants to contact me can get can contact me through Instagram or Facebook at Discover Her ID. That's D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-H-E-R-I-D. And that's one word, at Discover Her ID. And that's on Facebook and Instagram. At Discover Her ID. ID. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sherry. I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's been brilliant. I think we've actually uncovered quite a lot that we probably didn't realize we was going to be speaking about around our own personal stories. So yeah, that's, that, that, that was interesting the way they, those stories have come out. So thank you for that. It takes, you know, the, I suppose a lot of synergy between guests and hosts to, to inspire that information to come out, doesn't it? Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so delighted that I could share that, that with everyone because we do sometimes need um, personal stories and, and that kind of inspiration to have the courage to, and strength to do something very difficult. So I'm so glad I was able to share. And thank you for sharing your story with me as well. And thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. So on that note, listeners, I'm going to end with what I always say, and that is true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.